I'm Barry Funkhauser, and this is the Barry Funkhauser Show. Happy early new year. It's coming up. Here's what's going on in the news today. The Department of Transportation is going to probe the Southwest cancellation that stranded flyers. Evidence has been unearthed by podcasters, and it has freed two Georgia men who have been imprisoned for 25 years. And a California city is among 14 ski towns where homes are affordable. As always, I'm here with my co-host and general know-it-all current events guy, Soakin' Joe. Soakin' Joe, how's it going, man? You know, I just heard in the news that the next one that's coming is a atmospheric river. That's how they... The, the next never, one being the big, the big storms? Yeah, coming in a day or two. Atmospheric river. Have you ever heard that in weather? I have not. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's like... Um, that, that's been around for, what, like maybe a decade? I don't know. It's, it's like a newer weather term. Um, but yeah, like some of the, the, is it El Nino or La, it's, it's El Nino that brings all the, all the rain. Yeah. Um, I want to say, gosh, it was like a lifetime ago, pre COVID 2017, maybe something like that. We had like a really bad El Nino. Like we actually got like a ton of rain in Southern California. And that's when I first heard it, the atmospheric river. It's like so much water in like the jet stream, I guess. And it's just, and it barrels down upon you like a river. I, I mean, I don't know the exact, you know, meteorological definition of it. I guess I could find it. It sounds so awesome and scary and, uh, watch out. Here comes the atmospheric river. I hope they, I wish they would name it, you know, the way they name hurricanes, but name them like some quirky name, like, you know, like alpha Zulu niner. Something like that. The, the Pee Wee Herman out, atmospheric rivers just upon just upon us. Here it comes. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, okay. Here, here's a definition. I have an actual definition for you, Barry. Oh my! Uh, and atmospheric me. river is a narrow corridor of concentrated moisture in the atmosphere. Other names for this phenomenon are a tropical plume, a tropical connection. A moisture plume, uh, a moisture plume, plume, a uh, water vapor surge, or a cloud band. I haven't heard any of those other names for it, uh, but I have heard atmospheric river. Well, that's the coolest name of all of those. Really, it really river. is. I, it really is. Yes. I'm going on vacation, and guess where I'm going? Riverside to at the atmospheric river. I'm gonna do some fishing. In Riverside. Right. With water. No, Riverside. At the atmospheric river. Uh, oh, 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 yeah, you're going to do some fishing. Some, camping some, riverside, doing some fishing, you know, maybe a lot fishing. Yeah, atmospheric river. Look out, man. Do you need a boat for that? No, you don't need a boat, but you do need. Uh, you might need a boat. <laughs> you might need a boat afterwards. Yes, you're right. It, it's that much water. Um, we're going to see. Well, here's the thing with the atmospheric river that that always does us in is where were there fires? recently in california yeah right in the atmospheric river path oh see that's the worst then because because we uh we were lucky in southern california we didn't have a whole lot of uh fires in southern california this past summer right because i don't remember having to close everything up and stay indoors because it looked like armageddon outside with the smoke because two years ago holy moses the amount of smoke that that got into the city from the fires all over the place was 
it was debilitating. It was awful. Um, and I know that, uh, remember last year, San Francisco, it was like, it, you couldn't see like 10 feet in front of you. Like the smoke was so bad coming in from like the fires in the Sierra. Oh yeah. It came all the way down here, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was awful. So we didn't have that this some this past summer, that was two summers ago. So, um, but we did have some fires in Northern California, man, they're going to, they're going to get hammered with some, some really, really bad, uh, flooding and landslides, I think. Because that's like, it's that much water is coming through atmospheric rivers. Get your oars out and your <laughs> sandbags. Get the sandbags ready. Yeah, get those sandbags ready for sure. All right. Well, speaking of bad weather, the Department of Transportation will probe Southwest cancellations that stranded flyers all this week. Listen. Please continue to hold. Your current estimated wait is 131 minutes. Thousands of Southwest Airlines customers are frustrated. I was on the phone yesterday uh, for two and a half hours just trying to get a hold of somebody before I gave up. Delay, delay, delay. And stranded. I have a lot, lots of thoughts, maybe not Canberra appropriate. We've been sending a line for hours. Canceled flight yesterday. I felt like we've been led on, you know. The issue said to be caused by a ripple effect. First, it was old man winter delivering an Arctic blow to much of the U.S., freezing air travel. Because of that, the airline company says it's experiencing issues with its systems. The phone systems that the company uses uh, is just not working. They're just not manned with enough manpower in order to give the scheduling changes to flight attendants. And that's created a ripple effect that is creating chaos throughout the nation. This is a systems failure led by the executive leadership of Southwest Airlines, and it's time they make it right. The U.S. Department of Transportation tweeting Monday night, it is concerned by Southwest's unacceptable rate of cancellations and delays and reports of lack of prompt customer service. The department will examine whether cancellations were controllable and if Southwest is complying with its customer service plan. Southwest Airlines issued a travel advisory update addressing the high call volumes and busy signals, saying, with consecutive days of extreme winter weather across our network behind us, continuing challenges are impacting our customers and employees in a significant way that is unacceptable. And our heartfelt apologies for this are just beginning. And I'll tell you, the local news is having just a field day uh, bringing the helicopters to the airports and taking a look at all of the parked oh. Southwest <laughs> oh, Airlines airplanes is like over a handful of them in all four airports nearby. I don't know. I can't smell conspiracy here, Joe. I just think that everybody's going to point fingers for a long time. And I think we, the consumer, are going to be affected the most come spring summertime because they're going to have to settle, and then I th- I presume ticket prices will go up because of this. I don't know, man. It's a oh, absolutely. Gonna, uh, do you think they're going to um, step down the CEO? Do you think he's going to step down? <laughs> no, um, I I don't think that. It that was would like, be, from that the would... bottom of my heart. I'm sorry. I'm like, you okay, know what? Customers don't care you know why because you stranded them in random cities during they're the still holidays stranded. they're still yeah stranded. they're and they're gonna remember the people remember stuff like this i guarantee you a, a, a ton of these people are never ever going to book a southwest flight again they will take 
any other carrier they can because they are so upset that they got stranded by Southwest. Here's an interesting point um, that I read yesterday uh, evening before I went to bed. The Southwest Airlines, their tracking system is from the 1990s. They're using computer systems that are almost 25 years old to track all of their employees flying all over the world. And they can't track people. They can't track their employees in real time to know where people actually are. That's one of the problems. So all of these, uh, okay, so you got like a bunch of consumers trying to call into Southwest, right? Trying to figure out, oh, my flight got canceled. How am I going to get home? Trying to just get online. The, the, the reason some of the phone lines are, are packed up is because all of the flight attendants and pilots and everything have to call a similar line to tell Southwest where they are because Southwest doesn't know. So what happened is when Denver and Chicago, their two main hubs got hammered by snow and flights got canceled, when the flights got canceled, Southwest Airlines has to manually change when a flight is canceled, has to manually update where all of the personnel on that flight were going to be and where they are now. They can't automate that in their current system. So that's why it all snowballs. Like one flight cancellation uh, uh, happens, that has to get input manually. Okay, 100 just happened. Okay, that all has to get input manually. Okay, 1,000 flights just got canceled. They don't have enough people in this call center and in their corporate offices to handle all that traffic now. That's what's happened. That's why it snowballed. That's why they have to literally stop operations and reset everything. It's awful. It's going to be, it's it's bad. It's bad. Yeah, I also went to bed last night reading all the whistleblowers messages online. I'm not going to say my name or my spouse's name, but here's the story. And everybody has kind of the same story about what just what you said. It's crazy. Yeah, and I just, I want to know how big this probe is. How deep is this probe going to be? Ew. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I know. Well, you use the word probe and whenever you use the word probe, it's like my mind goes to a really, really nasty nasty dark well they do place. need probing they really do there's a problem <laughs> probing i mean you can't just keep you can't not invest in your company and then just you know expect everybody to say oh it's fine if you're if everything crashes and all the customers get asked out of everything that's fine no no no, no there are going to be consequences for this and this dude just took over a year ago you know every this is like legacy airline company that's only had like five or six ceos and it's crazy that this guy's taking the fall for the old computer crash. I know. Well, he's taking the fall for the old management team. He's been trying, I guess, been trying to update it. But updating a system like this takes multiple years. And there's just no way that they're going to be able to catch up. Yep. All right. That's ongoing. Meanwhile, today's show is brought to you by A Tiffany Granite Podcast. Advice radio for relationships, life, sex, and everything else. Subscribe to the Tiffany Granith Show, where you get your podcasts. All right. Two Georgia men who spent 25 years in prison were freed last week after their murder convictions were overturned 
when podcasters and their attorneys unearthed new evidence proving their innocence. I've always wanted to win the lottery, and I just won it. Best thing that ever happened to me in my whole life. Pictures of Lee Clark hugging his loved ones for the first time in 25 years, worth a thousand words. I'm still trying to soak all this in. It's kind of uh, surreal to me. I've been trying to find people to pinch me to wake me up. Make sure I ain't sleeping, but uh, walking out of that jail the other night, that's been the, that's the greatest day of my life. It's a day. Clark wasn't sure would ever come. It's not been easy for me. I really had to dig down deep. There were some times I didn't think I was going to make it. But the support of this man right here, this right here is my rock. But he credits this moment to his family, as well as the Proof Podcast and the Georgia Innocence Project, who started digging into his case. I cannot emphasize enough. This is so unusual. I mean, most of the time we're in court for years. In 1996, he and Kane Joshua's story were both arrested for the shooting death of their friend, 15-year-old Brian Bowling. As Georgia Innocence Project senior attorney Christina Cribbs explains, although Clark was nowhere near the shooting when it happened, he was arrested and sentenced to life in prison. He was a teenager when he went to prison, and he's 43 years old now. His whole adult life has been spent in prison, and it's really... It's kind of overwhelming, it's happy, it's bittersweet. 25 years ago, I took him up there just thinking it's just a, a big mistake or whatever. That's the last time I saw my son outside the walls. A part of me was locked up with him. But for those who are still wrongfully incarcerated, Clark has a message. If you keep hope and you keep believing, Amen. it's going to come about That's one right. day. That's it's right. going to come about one day. All right. Here's where I find great satisfaction, Joe, in this story is anytime someone uses this medium, i.e. podcasting to right wrongs in society or do good for a large amount of people, it gives me great satisfaction. And bravo to this podcast coming to uh, such such a good ending, such a happy ending. Oh, yeah. The Innocence Project is is fantastic. I think there are a lot of people uh, wrongly incarcerated in our country that really need some help. The, these these two guys, uh, I, I am I am so glad that something came out because it sounds like, um, man, uh, justice definitely was not served. So do they have any idea? I mean, so these two men were freed. Did the Proof podcast have any evidence about who actually committed the murder because now there's a murderer who's been walking free for 25 years because you threw it on these two innocent guys well i mean we'll all have to subscribe to that podcast and find out i mean it's probably going to be a good binge i mean yeah it sounds like a good binge and honestly these guys you you like that kind of stuff you like that whole murder crime who done it crime stuff oh yeah yeah, true crime stuff is great um you listen to that serial podcast when it came out, uh, you know what? I didn't I didn't listen to Serial um, just because uh, it was a little bit on like the fringe of like something I, I don't think I would have liked. <laughs> um, it's kind of like that. And and honestly, I've only gotten into true crime during COVID. Um, I just I started binging things with my wife and she's she's a she's a big fan of like true crime. So we watched like all the FBI files. We watched all the. Uh, you know, like it, all of it, anything on Netflix that is true crime related, we have probably seen it. Um, but I didn't see Sir. I didn't listen to Serial. I heard it was really good. 
uh, innocent that one project. Worked. It got the guy out of prison. Spoiler yeah. alert! Got it worked. They they had to release a final final episode years after it came out to like wrap up the story. But again, very I find great satisfaction, and it's very good when somebody uses this platform, this medium, for exactly. winning. So now what I want these two guys, I mean, they're absolutely going to sue Georgia. How many millions of dollars do you think they're going to get? Because they are, you know, they won the lottery. I no, mean, they had to Georgia. spend 25. No, they're going to get money. Yeah, they're but it's gonna Georgia, get, you cannot so they're be, not going to get New York or California money. They're well, going to get, get $50 million, but they're still going to get enough money to live for the rest of their life. You cannot be incarcerated for 25 years on a bogus charge and then just like walk away in the state be like, oh, sorry. No, they're absolutely going to get millions of dollars from this. Absolutely. And they should. Yeah. You can't, take, you can't take 25 years away from somebody's life and then just say sorry and have no consequences for that. State of Georgia, you screwed up. You're going to have to pay for it. Yeah. We'll see how much. And finally today, if you have ever visited a ski town and contemplated not leaving, a a new study from Realtor.com shows that fantasy could turn into reality. They released a study detailing 14 lesser-known ski towns with affordable home prices. And one of those affordable ski towns is in California. Can you guess which one it is, Joe? Oh, oh, oh. uh, Okay. Uh, Can you give me a hint? Is it northern or southern California? Well, the median price for homes near it is four hundred and five thousand, uh, which is wow. below average home prices in L.A. and San Francisco. So it's not near us or near SF, but it oh, is in Northern wow. California. It's in, it's up in Northern California. It's Northern California. Okay, so it's got to be. Oh, man. The only thing that I can think of would be, oh, wait, Mammoth. There's a lot of cities up there. Mammoth. Is it like Mammoth Lakes or something like that? Because I don't don't think it would be Tahoe because Tahoe is like, it's ritzy and bougie up there. It'd it'd be where I would want to live. So, of course, it's bougie. Um, But it's expensive up there. So I can't I can't imagine it would be anywhere near Lake Tahoe. And it's not it's not Mammoth on the other side of the mountain. No, I don't think so. No. You want to know? I'll tell you. Okay, give it, give it to me. What, what, what am I looking at? It is a place I have on my list to visit soon, Mount Shasta. Oh, I forgot. I've never been. I've never. Is that been near? Mount is that is that near um, Mammoth? Uh, no, Shasta is north of Mammoth. Isn't it by Redding? I don't even know where Mammoth is. I really can't. I've been there twice. You don't know where Mammoth is. I don't really. I can't. If you gave me a map of California, I'd probably get 200 miles off of it, but close. It's in the (laughs) middle part. I know it's in the middle. It's where Uh, the mountains are, but I don't know exactly where. Do you have to get Sacramento before Mammoth, or is it before Sacramento? It's, it's It's neither. It's on the other side. It's on the east side of the Sierra Range. So you're you're on the completely opposite side of the mountains. First off, oh, it's so up the th- in like Nevada in. Yes, yes. It's on like I said. It's on the other. It's on the east side of the Sierra. So you know, like the okay. There's a highway that goes up to Mammoth. It's the three ninety five. Three ninety five. Con- yeah. Uh huh. Considered one of the most dangerous highways in all of the United States. Oh, is that right? Oh, uh-huh. it, it, it is. Um, 
not because it's like a very dangerous curvy highway or anything. It's because Ice. it's it's because it's super super dark at night uh, and people. Oh no, because there it, it literally it's it's dark. It is dark out there. There are like no lights. There's nothing out on the eastern range. Um, so if you're driving up at night, people tend to do like a hundred miles an hour in the blazing dark. And I actually did this when I was in college. We went up to Mammoth to go snowboarding. I had to take over at about two in the morning, one or two in the morning. Uh, we were driving overnight to get there uh, early in the morning for snowboarding. Um, my buddy uh, went to sleep in the back. Um, I was with a friend from work and myself. We were in the front and it was it's pitch black out there. I had the high beams on and everything and I'm doing like 85. And there are a pack of three coyotes that just showed up in the headlights about a hundred yards away, but I'm doing 85 miles an hour. I was on him in like three seconds. One ran left, one ran right, one ran straight at the car. And I clipped it with the, with the truck and it destroyed the bumper. (laughs) Just like, just blew the bumper off. I had to like rip the bumper off of my friend's truck through, threw it into the desert and had to keep going. Um, He was not happy with that. I had to pay $500 for that. Um, no, but Mount Shasta actually is uh, go up the five, past Sacramento, keep going up the five, go past Redding. Oh keep no! Going up, get keep out going of here! Up, <laughs> keep going up the five. That that doesn't count. Uh, once the once the state <laughs> straightens out up there, that's not that doesn't count. <laughs> Sorry, um, you keep going past Redding. It's you up keep there. Going up the five. No, you, come on. You pass Shasta Lake. You pass the reservoir up there, and right before you hit Weed, California, I was gonna ask about Weed. It's that's Mount Shasta. Oh my yep, God. it's all the way up there. It's it's far. Shasta's weed is far. like two cities before the border or something. Uh, yeah, it really okay. is. It's it's uh, it's up there. It's uh, up by uh, Eureka with a Y. With a Y, yeah, Crescent with a y. City. I actually have never, I didn't even know that there were a bunch of ski resorts up at Shasta. Oh, there are. I'm looking right now and it looks like pretty cool. Dude, we got to um, go. Oh, I don't, oh man, that's a drive. Um, I mean, we can. I haven't, I haven't been to. <laughs> Let's take <laughs> yeah. Southwest. <laughs> I'm sure the okay, prices we'll, will be we'll very cheap in about a month. Yeah, we'll get there in 2025. Uh, um, what, what, what county is this? So I mean, you probably fly into Reno and then drive up, or no, that's way too far, man. You would, uh, you would fly into Reading and you would drive up. Uh yeah. Um, the other, uh, the other place that's up there that's actually pretty nice is uh, Chico and Oroville. I mean, that whole place is gorge. You know, it's... Uh, yeah, it's just you gotta like living. I mean, Chico is an actual town. They have a university there. It's where the mother hips are from, actually. That's that's the. It's kind of like Chico boot... claim to fame. It's kind of like a bootleg Oregon. Yes, <laughs> yes, that's a you really know? good way to put it. <laughs> it's a bootleg Oregon. If you don't want to go like all the way, yeah, you don't want to go to Medford. You just go to you to go to Northern California. <laughs> <laughs> well, the entire list of all of these cities. Where uh, you can live at are in the description. Joe, does any of them uh, spot? Well, some of these are. Ooh. Wow, you can buy a home in New- in Ellicottville, New York, for two hundred and forty-seven thousand. Wow. Uh, let's okay. Let's look. Oh, I've been to Hurley, Wisconsin. That's nice there. 
Wow, that is cheap. One hundred and fifteen thousand for Hurley, Wisconsin. Go, go there, guys. Uh, What's see. in Wisconsin uh, though? Why did you go there? Oh, oh, uh, Wisconsin there, that's was a snowboarding great. town, or a, that's a ski. Um, I, uh, I actually went during the summer, so I didn't get to. I think everything in Wisconsin is a ski town in around this time of year. I think everywhere. Um, no, actually, you'd be surprised. Uh, Wisconsin's pretty flat. There, there are like rolling hills. Here's the funny thing: Wisconsin looks, uh, very, very similar to Germany, like the countryside of Germany. When we oh. we we went out in 2016 for a friend's wedding, did a little road trip from the middle of Germany uh, down to Munich. Uh, just you know, I just wanted to like drive the countryside, and our friends thought it was a good idea, so we like drove the Romance Road for a little bit. And I remember when I went out to Wisconsin, I did that when I was, um, oh, I was in college. I, I went out to Chicago, saw uh, the Warped Tour, and then I drove across, uh, I went from Chicago to Milwaukee, saw another Warped Tour there, and then I drove all the way across the Wisconsin state to right outside of the Twin Cities in Somerset, Wisconsin. And uh, this was... 1998, it was Warp Tour and OzFest together in Somerset, Wisconsin. Oh, hell yeah. Over there? It was yeah, it bro. was awesome. It was 150,000 people in this huge field. And you know how like the Woodstock 99 documentary came out and it was like a literal shit show there? Yes. Okay. There were, there were probably about the same amount of people at this Somerset Ozfest Warp Tour show the year before that and it was fantastic and everyone was cool and we didn't have you know like the the overflowing to everything was like really well prepared there were tons of porta potties so we didn't have to worry about it and we're talking like punk rock and metal and and we didn't have any any of the issues that the Woodstock 99 people had, and it was a fantastic show. Um, I'm not even that big of an uh, Ozzy Osbourne fan, but whew, man, he put on a show. Played some Black Sabbath stuff. It was fantastic. Yeah, uh, the, get, the big one that of, was... Um, we oh, get kind of, kind of hosed with our uh, Indio. Where do where does Ozfest perform out there in San Bernardino, way out there at the... Yeah, at what used to be Blockbuster. Yeah, Blockbuster it's not fun. You can't see nothing. It's not fun, and everybody else seems to have a better time. So, if you're a dream yeah. about coming to California and seeing a metal show, stay where you are and see it there. Yeah, yeah. Don't come out to California for a metal show. Um, it's not fun. But yeah, um, no, Wisconsin. Wisconsin was fantastic. It's a great place in the summer. Totally recommend going to the Dells in the middle of Wisconsin. It's it's very lush and green. But yeah, I've never been to any of these. Um, other ski or snowboard town. Oh, well, I mean, I've been through Sandy, yeah, I've Oregon, been and I've been here. through Lapine, Oregon. Yeah. Um, but I mean, even some of these, I mean, I, I don't know if I can afford, I can't afford a house at all. So, <laughs> I mean, even, even 500,000 in Sandy, Oregon, I mean, it sounds like a great price. Yeah. Define affordable. Money. D- yeah. I define know, right? well, define <laughs> affordable. I don't have I don't have no. the down payment, the twenty percent down payment for any of these. Hey, we might be able to team up and live in Hurley. Hey, I can live in Hurley. I don't know. Um well I mean I no, I can't live in Hurley. I gotta gotta get Linda, you know, gotta get Linda on board They'd with that. Never I don't know if she's gonna want to live in Hurley. I know the, the the women aren't gonna ever agree. No way, dude. I don't think I can agree to that. It gets cold. 
Remember what Santa was telling us about Duluth? It's cold there, man. I don't yeah. want to live in like Mankato, Minnesota, which medium home price, 290000 Sheesh. <laughs> All right. Well, let's dream about being in the cold winter time, Joe, and we'll be back tomorrow. And I said today our guest would be Matt Broughton. I meant tomorrow. Tomorrow will be our guest, Matt Broughton. <laughs> And it'll be a fun time. We'll we'll dig deep and figure out who that is. He's from that part of te- the the world. He's from like Minnesota or something, Wisconsin. We'll figure it out. All right, this is the Barry Funkhauser show. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.